Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation this evening, the epistle reading that we heard just a moment ago from Romans chapter 10, especially the last verse. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, you can tell a lot about a person by how they receive a gift. I want you to think about that. You can think about yourself. You can think about someone else. You can tell a lot about a person by how they receive a gift. Some people are very humble and gracious when they receive a gift. Other people tend to be a little bit more picky or choosy with regard to the gift. It may be something that they don't like. It may be something that they don't want. And they're not very sly or gracious about the fact that they're not really wild about the gift. I know some people at Christmas time or at birthday time, they not only make a list for other people to consider what kind of gifts to buy them, they buy their own gifts. They don't trust anybody else. The only way that they can be happy with a gift is if they buy it for themselves. They do it for themselves. My friends, that takes away the very nature of what a gift is. We all do it at times. We've all gotten gifts that we didn't know what it was. We didn't know how to use it. We didn't really like the color or the style. That's why people get gifts receipts now when they buy things, assuming people may not like the gift and they're going to take it back. It was a few years ago at Christmas. I received a nice gift from my youngest son. An air fryer. All right. How does it work, Pastor Poppy? You may ask. I don't know. It's still in the box. I've never taken it out. I don't exactly know how it works. I suppose I could go to a YouTube instructional video. Everybody talks about how much they love them. I don't know. It's still in the box. I received the gift. but I didn't do anything with the gift. My friends, you can tell a lot about someone by how they receive a gift. We have here in Romans 10, the Apostle Paul pouring his heart out 
And this particular section started all the way at the beginning of chapter 9. For the entire chapter, Paul is lamenting the fact that his brothers and sisters, his Hebrew brothers and sisters, his Jewish brothers and sisters, don't know how to receive a gift. His Jewish brothers and sisters have heard the good news of the gospel. Jesus, pure gift. The birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus for them and for their salvation. Pure gift. Believe it and it's yours. But they don't want the gift. Maybe they don't quite fully understand the gift. Maybe they don't like the gift. For whatever reason, they refuse the gift. And they demand that salvation is not a gift. We want it the old-fashioned way. We want to work it out ourselves. We want to earn it. We don't want to receive it as a gift. We want to follow the works of the law. We want to follow the ceremonial law. We want to work out our salvation for ourselves. Paul. Paul is beside himself. He would rather die himself. He would rather his own soul go to hell forever and ever if he could save his brothers and sisters. But they'll have no part of it. And it doesn't work that way. Near the end of chapter 9, the Apostle Paul tells us that faith is not a matter of the will. Faith is not a matter of exertion or doing certain things. Faith is a gift. Pure gift. The gospel itself is defined as gift. And now by the time we get here to Romans 10, what some people consider one of the greatest mission sections of Scripture, we hear this often read at ordinations or installations of pastors about the importance of the Word of God, the life-giving, life-changing Word of God going out into the whole world. Why? Because in that Word is life. It is gift. It is salvation. Faith comes from hearing. And hearing through the Word of Christ. So, you need a preacher. And a preacher no matter how big or little or ugly, has beautiful feet. Why? Because they're proclaiming the nail-scarred feet and hands of our Lord and Savior Jesus. The preacher is sent so that people can hear. And in the hearing, they believe pure gift. 
My friends, in our, in our gospel reading, we have, we have a pretty amazing, almost bizarre account, don't we? We've got a man who's deaf. He can't hear. There were many people for many years who sadly, erroneously taught deaf people can't be Christians because of this verse here in Romans 10, verse 17. Faith comes from hearing. So if you can't hear, you can't believe. Completely misunderstanding the text and what God is teaching here. In the healing of the deaf man, Jesus speaks to the deaf man. And what happens? By the power of the word. By the power of Jesus' word. The deaf man's ears are opened. He not only hears, he believes. Pastor mentioned on Sunday, an even greater miracle from John 11, where Jesus speaks to Lazarus, who's been dead and in the tomb for four days. And the dead body of Lazarus, by the power of the word, comes back to life. My friends, there is power in the word of God. And that word of God that goes forth is pure gift. Pure gift. You can tell a lot about someone by how they receive a gift. Let's say, for example, as I walked in here tonight, somebody gave me this envelope as a gift. Plain, white envelope. What do you think? This is my gift. One response would be, well, an envelope? I don't need an envelope. It's trash. It's garbage. Throw it away. Another response might be like this. Oh, oh, thank you so much for this gift. This is the most wonderful gift I've ever had. Oh, I just love this gift. I'm, I'm going to put this gift up on the wall and I'm going to tell everybody that I know about the gift. All the while knowing that it's a lie. And I'm just making it up. And then someone might say, um, it's an envelope. Maybe there's something inside. Oh, never thought of that. The envelope was just the wrapper. 
The gift is on the inside. I suppose I could still throw this away or hang it up on the wall and worship it. But I guarantee you, the giver of this gift would want me to use it, would want me to spend it. That's how gifts work. My friends, God is a gift-giving God. He has given Jesus for you. There's no difference, book of Romans says over and over and over again. There's no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are freely justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus who lived a perfect life, fulfilling God's law for us. Jesus who died our death on Calvary's cross. Jesus who rose victorious from sin, death, and the grave on Easter morning. Jesus who ascended into heaven and promises, I am still with you. How is he with us? By the power of his word. And he promises that one day he will return again in power and might and glory to take us to be with him forever and ever and ever in heaven. He has not left us or forsaken us or abandoned us. By the power of the Word, He is still with us. Every time the Word is read to us, every time the Word is preached to us, every time we sing the Word or read the Word. Little Lena found out firsthand as the power of God's Word attached to water, H2O. How crazy is that? Delivered Good Friday and Easter to her. How can water do such great things? It's not the water. It's the power of the Word. In a little while, the Lord's Supper. Bread and wine. Not even enough for a snack to settle the growl of your tummy. But it's not just bread and wine. It is the very body and blood of Jesus in and under bread and wine. How do you know? How can bread and wine do such things? By the power of God's Word attached to it. My friends, God is a gift-giving God. He gives us the power of His Word. He attaches His Word to water, bread, wine, the words of a preacher to deliver the deliverance to you. To deliver Good Friday and Easter, forgiveness, life, and salvation to you. I told you about my air fryer experience. I'll give you a part two if I ever open the box. I want to show you another gift that I received about 40 years ago. Doesn't look like much, does it? It's tattered. It's torn. It's held together with scotch tape in many places. There's a few coffee stains on it. it smells like smoke. 
It's a Bible. And before my eyes got too old to read the tiny print here, I carried this gift with me every day. Every day. For myself, for my family, hospital calls, nursing homes, deathbeds, joyous occasions like a wedding or a baptism. It's tattered and torn because it's been used. My friends, our God is a gift-giving God. You can tell a lot about a person by how they receive a gift. God has given you the gift of Jesus. God has given you the gift of His Word. God has given you forgiveness, life, and salvation. Pure gift. Hear it. Receive it. Believe it. Confess it. Use it. May God grant it to us all for Jesus' sake. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our ears, and His Word. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.